Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to Cold Up North podcast. Myself, T Dot, as always. First of all, thank you to everyone who has been listening to the podcast. There's six episodes on Spotify right now. So I appreciate everyone that's listening to it who's locked in. People that give me feedback. Yeah, a couple of people said they want to jump on. So we're going to make that happen. But yeah, man, back again. Another one. Of course, I reached out to a couple of people on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you are Cold Up North Podcast. Every now and again, I ask for topic opinions, topic choices. What can I talk about? What do you want me to talk about? And we got a good list, man. We got a very good list for this week's podcast. And I'm going to start with this one. Social media and how it's impacting kids, the next generation or this generation, I should say, this generation. If I'm going to be 100% honest, I think the next generation's fucked. I think this generation that we have now is fucked. I think my generation was probably the last generation without social media to an extent. I think when I was growing up, it was only really MySpace. Then Facebook came along. I think there was like a um, Bebo. Never used that, but there was a Bebo. Then MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, then Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, there's been others. Maybe I've missed a couple of WhatsApps, Kicks and all these other things as well. But I think this generation here now, that's coming up, that's in this social media world, the viral world, the clout world. I think they're fucked. I think they're fucked. Because when I was growing up, no one cared. No one knew who had money and who didn't have money and who had the rolly and who didn't have a rolly and where you went out to eat and where you went on holiday and what your holiday was like. We didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't, no one knew that because it wasn't in your face every day. You didn't just pick up your Nokia 3210 and then click on the thing. And there's people in the Bahamas or the Maldives or Dubai or New York, or you're eating in some fancy restaurant or you're in a nice hotel or you've got the, the, the latest Fendi or the latest whatever. My generation wasn't built on that. My generation was work hard, get your things. And if you, do you know I mean you've got them you've got them if you haven't you haven't that was my generation work hard like really work hard whereas this generation I feel is more handout it's more handout what can I get for handouts what can I get just as a quick win like a very quick win what can I get as a quick win what can I get as a what can what can make me popular really quick and I feel sometimes that that is the problem. The problem is that we have this generation of people that really don't know the 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 basics, the foundations of of working hard, of trying to make ends meet. Like literally, like prime example, you could probably see a girl or a boy. But it's mainly the girls. I'm talking about those kind of Instagram girls that you see on, on, on Instagram 
they're living this look like they're living this amazing life they've got the YSL shoes on they've got the little Birkin bag and they've got all these other bags and this and that they're in a, a nice restaurant or they're stood next to a G-Wagon or they're they're at, outside a big house in Notting Hill and they're taking pictures and the majority of this generation and probably the next generation thinks that that's their life when in reality they probably live in like a two-bedroomed um, detached house in Colchester with their mum and their dad and their little sister or their little brother and they work in WH Smith or something like that the perception of what we see on social media is not people's reality or not everyone's reality like it's not and this is the worry this is the thing because people don't know how to differentiate between what is reality and what is social media if I really wanted to, I could put out a post every single day and make it look like I'm living some mad life. Some mad life. I could I could throw on the Yeezys, I could throw on the, the Stonies and this and that and whatever, whatever. And show you the life that I want you to see. But deep down, that ain't my life. My life is I work hard. I have my, 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 my things in different pies and I just work hard. When I get something that I want, I get it. If I haven't got it, I haven't got it. I get it when I get it. That's just my mentality. But some people, they thrive off this, this, this lifestyle of trying to, to like make them like, for another example, like the amount of people I know that are fine. And there's nothing wrong with this before I say this, but the amount of people that I know that finance a Rolex. They don't have a mortgage. They don't have a car. But they're financing Rolexes. Now, there's nothing wrong with financing Rolexes or any watch, whatever watch it is. There's no issue with that. I don't have a problem with that. It is what it is. My problem is, how are you financing a Rolex for the gram? For people that don't really know you, that people don't, no one really cares that you got the rollie, but then your mum's struggling for to pay bills, or you ain't got the money to pay your phone bill, but you got a rollie on your wrist. Like the mentality is backwards. Like this is why I, I've always said they need to teach. Well, it splits. You got to teach education, finance, in school. You got to teach these kids now about how to manage money and. The, the importance of paying bills and how to save, put money away, invest in a business. you got to teach these kids that. But that, that teaching starts at home as well. So parents, we have a, a duty to our kids to make sure that we teach them the right way of investing their money. I'm not saying financing a rollie is wrong. I'm saying, why are you financing a rollie when you've still got 20 levels to go before financing the rollie is after the mortgage after the car after making sure that your mum's cool after making sure that you've invested some money somewhere whether that's in savings or property business whatever financing the rollie shouldn't be top of your list it shouldn't be there's too many instagram people you only have to swipe on TikTok now. I don't use it, but I see other people using it. And you only have to go on there. And the amount of people 
And again, this isn't me saying that it's a wrong thing to do, but the amount of like women you see on there, they're doing all this like beauty thing. They're 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 doing the beauty thing. They're they're showing it to the younger generation. You know, kids as as young as eleven want to go out and and start wearing full face of makeup because they've seen it on TikTok. Kids younger than that want to go on TikTok and and see these women with the full face and makeup, makeup tutorials. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying there should be an age limit to who's watching these things. Because again, you don't see certain, a certain demographic of people on Twitter, on Instagram, on, on TikTok, on Snapchat. You don't see these kind of people post a picture of them just walking to the shop to get a, a, a pint of milk. No makeup, no nothing, no YSLs on. No Gucci. You don't see that. They don't show you that. that you, you don't see the time when some people, because a lot of these people that we I'm talking about, they just have regular, regular jobs. And a lot of them are probably struggling. Especially in this climate, because I'm telling you from now, I don't know about anyone else, but the gas and electricity bills are gone through the roof. Through the roof. So, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, why can't we just be normal people? Why have we always got to look our best? Why have we got to have the the, the biggest rollie? I tell people all the time, go and cop an Apple Watch. Just get a quick Apple Watch, walk down the street. If you're going out, go and get yourself a, a an Amiga. Go and get yourself a, a, um, a tag. Quick bag, go and get yourself a tag watch. Even lower, get yourself a lower watch. As long as it's a nice watch. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of things out there that we're not doing... We're doing for the gram. We're doing it for TikTok. We're doing it for this. We're not doing it because we want to actually do these things. There's a reason Louis Vuitton and Gucci, all these big like high-end brands don't do TV adverts because they're not for us. They don't need us. We became, we become like, we've become so accustomed to needing a Rolex or needing a full face of makeup to go out, to take a picture, to impress no one. We're so used to taking our phones out now and just clicking, click, 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 click. Sometimes I'm out, even my missus does it. I'm out and we're at a restaurant and she's taking picture of the food and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, this is the generation. We, When anything happens, even another example, even when, I don't know, someone gets stabbed up, the first thing some people do is take out their phone. Not even, not their first thing isn't to go and help the person. It's to take my phone out. Or if there's a fight, it's not to go and stop the fight. It's to take my phone out to record. Some people will say that's a good thing because you've got evidence. But at the same time as well, like some, there's certain situations, it ain't always for social media. And this is why I think I'm glad that I grew up in an era where social media was just 
being born. And if I'm being 100% honest, I enjoyed the MySpace days. I enjoyed the MySpace days because they were really good. They, they had a purpose. And even Facebook, when it first started, had a purpose. It had, you know, it was a way of connecting with people. But now you've got this kind of, you've got this, you've got this like big bubble of just social media influencers, 35,000 followers. Like there's the, the same, they're all, there's like a clone of girls that are just on there. There's a clone of like guys that all look the same, got the same trim, wear the same clothes. Everything's the same about them. And those are the people that I'm talking about. They're the ones. They're the ones that are corrupting the next generation. And the next generation after that. And then the next generation. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, I just don't see the point in social media at times. And it's a shame because, you know, you, you hear all these people talking about, you know, they get this kind of, this level of Instagram fame or social media fame. They get a bit clouty. And then they suddenly have mental health because they can't hack the, the abuse that they might get or something like that. And these people put themselves in that position in the first place. I'm not saying that they should be abused or harassed or whatever on, on, on social media, but it, you have to have thick skin and you have to be in a place where if you're willing to share only those bits of your life, or, or any bits of your life, not even just the good bits, even if you share the bad, bit, bad bits, whatever you put into the social world element of social media, believe you and me, it's going to get critiqued by someone. And someone's going to have something to say, whether that's good or bad. So is social media impacting our kids? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I'm for the worse. Yes, there's probably good out there. Yes, there's probably, you know, good things happening. With, with with people, some of the things, positive things. I know a couple of people that do a lot in their communities for the youth and they, they bring that to social media, 100%. But, yeah, like, is social media good for the kids? No, not at all. Not at all. My kids will, will potentially never really dive into social media that way because it's it's a dark hole and... Some of these kids now that we're birthing, just not, they're not built. Like, they don't go outside. They, they live in the full walls with an iPad and TikTok. They're not built like how I was built and my generation was built. So they can't deal with certain, like, real-life, real-world situations in the way that me and my peoples can. And that's the problem. We've birthed, like, this this whole social media world and... People saying that, you know, social media is the the, ne the next best thing. I'm not saying it's a whole bad thing. I don't want to paint social media as a bad thing. There's a lot that can come from that. But there's also a dark hole. And in that dark hole lives all the, the, the makeup. The, the, do you know what the thing with the makeup one, actually? It's a massive insult to real makeup artists. You had to go and study to be a makeup artist. You had to qualify to be a makeup artist that work on film sets and work at fashion, um, you know, fashion weeks and fashion shows. Those are real makeup artists. Not the ones that can just throw a bit of foundation on, but the ones that can actually do that work with on set at Coronation Street or they work, like I just said, at Paris Fashion Week, London Fashion Week. They're the ones. 
It's an insult. It's a massive insult. It's like now we've birthed a whole generation of like rappers that can't rap. You tell them to drop a bar and they can't rap. Instagram, TikTok, this whole generation just birthing people and they're getting this false, like clouty, false sense of importance. And they're not important. It's as simple as that. They're not important. And when they step out into the real world, they can't hack it. And now they got mental health. So what is it? I don't know. But that's my thoughts on social media. Do I think it's killing the kids? A hundred percent. I think parents, I said it on here before on other episodes, we've got our duty to our kids to make sure that we're there for them 24-7. And also to make sure that we as parents know what they are doing online on social media. Simple as that. So, yes, give your kids the trust to go on and explore, but at least let them know that, look, this is just social media. It's not real life. It's not real life. Half of the people on there have regular jobs. Half of the people on there do not live this lavish Kim Kardashian kind of lifestyle where they're jetting around here and there. They're not the ten, twin, what's it called? The, the, the Tinder swindler. They're not him. They, they've got regular jobs. They get up, get the tube, go to work. They get the train, they go to work. They work eight hours a day, nine hours a day. Might have a cleaning job, but on Instagram, they look like Kim Kardashian. So you gotta, you got to be able to differentiate between the two. And it's a, it's a massive thing, man. It's a massive thing. But that's my thoughts on, on that. Next topic. Yeah, next topic. Kind of ties into what we were talking about, actually. Someone on the Instagram said, why don't women like to date men that don't have cars? It's a good question. Is it still a question? I don't know. But in my experience... You shouldn't judge anybody of anything. Whether they've got a car, whether they've got a house, whether they've got a million pound or 10 pound, you shouldn't really judge anybody because we don't know their situation. We don't know why they've only got 10 pound. We don't know why they've got a million. We don't know if it's, do you know what I mean? Like we don't know. So should, should a woman judge a man based on the fact he doesn't have a car? No, because in 2022, you can get around without a car. Having a car is a luxury to me. I don't need a car. Do I like having a car? Yeah, of course it's great. It gets me around quicker. I can get from A to B. I don't have to wait around. If there's a train cancelled, I ain't got to wait for the next train. I can just, do you know what I mean, get in a car. So yeah, a car's convenience. Should that be your ultimate reason not to date someone? No, not really. Not really. I think if this is my personal thing. I think when a woman or a man, whoever, sees that the person that they want to date doesn't have a car, they automatically think that that person is poor. But if we're being real, how many rich billionaires do we know that don't have cars? 
yeah, they might have a plane or a yacht, but how many do we know? How many? And when I say rich, I don't mean I don't mean Roman Abramovich. I don't mean Bezos. I'm talking just the average. Not even rich. Let me lower it down a level. Someone who just works a good job, works in the capital, works in finance, an engineer, self-employed, whoever. How do we just know that that person doesn't want a car? Like that to me, that's if a woman is judging someone on the basis that, and sorry, the only reason I keep saying woman is because that's what the Instagram thing said. So it's not me trying to be sexist. That's just what the the thing on Instagram. When I ask for topics, the person's brought a woman. So I'm assuming that this question has come from a woman. But if you're basing a relationship on materialistic things like cars, clothes, money, um, what kind of, ha- well, kind of house is different actually because, yeah, your house says a lot about you. But if you haven't got a car, that don't mean nothing to me. That don't mean nothing to me. I think as well, going one further, some people like to judge people on the car that they drive. Again, I know a lot of wealthy people that might drive a Vauxhall Corsa. When I say wealthy, I don't mean I don't mean Jeff Bezos. I don't mean Kanye West. I don't mean Dr. Dre wealth. I'm talking the regular degular guy that works nine to five but has a very good job. He might just want to drive a Corsa or a Fiesta. There's no, there's no wrong or right as long. Like sometimes I see people taking the piss out of people for driving a Corsa whilst they're stood at a bus stop, or they're getting a taxi or Uber somewhere because they haven't, they can't drive. They, they don't even have a license, and they're taking the piss out of someone's car. Like that mentality. If 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 it came to a point where I was not married and I was single again and I was dating, and a girl said, "Oh, you've got like that car." Oh, I can't date you. I'll be like, well, that's cool. I don't want to date someone like you anyway. Like, if you've got those those, those morals and that that's your principles and that's what you stand on, I don't want to date you then. What am I dating you for? Because what, what are you? What are you? That's just my opinion. But no man in this world should feel pressured into having to do for, for anyone especially someone you're dating, especially a date, that uh, the amount of times I see men that going all out on a date, first date as well, taking them to this posh restaurant, this goes back to the thing that I was talking about before about social media, like, it's like you can't just take a girl somewhere normal, you can't take a woman somewhere normal and she's okay with it because she's seen Instagram, she's seen is it STK? Is that, the, is that the place? Because she's seen people take them there. Or if you live up up north, like Manchester, they take them to the Lowry or they take them to the Ivy or they take them here, there and everywhere. Or Australasia. You go somewhere like that in Manchester. Because of that, it's almost like you've got to take a date there. Like, there's not many women in this world now that would take Hernando's on the first date. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying I would do that. But I'm saying if that's what I could afford. 
Some men are breaking their bank account like they're going into the overdraft. Some men are going into the overdraft and, and, and getting wongas and or whatever loans out to take a girl out that might reject them at the end of the night. This is what I'm trying to say. This is why it kind of flips into the social media thing again. But any girl that pressures you into having to go out your way, out your comfort zone, and also just isn't under like not everyone can afford to go these places. But the amount of men that I see having to do that to please someone else, especially when you're dating, you get what I'm saying? Like nuts, nuts to me. But yeah, I think I think if any woman judges anyone by a car, then it shows how low their standards are. And the fact that they're even judging someone without knowing the person because of the person's car or the fact that they don't have a car. It's a low, that's a low way of thinking, low standard. So if any, whoever, whoever sent that into the Instagram, if it's a man, then run a mile. And if it's a woman that sent that, you need to reevaluate because that's a bit mad if I'm honest. Yeah. Like, I kind of get it. It depends where they're coming from. Are they saying because they, they got heels on and that? But if that's the case, don't wear heels on a date. Simple. And if you got to wear heels, then you got to feel the pain. Simple. I don't know. But next topic, man. That was a bit of a mad one, but I don't really want to touch on that too much because it's a bit, can get a bit techie when you talk about things like that. But someone asked me, why didn't you go to uni? That's a That's a simple question. But I didn't go to uni for the simple fact that when I finished school, I had multiple options. Do I go to college to try and go to uni? Which is what I was aiming to do for for, for a small period of my life. Or for me, because of where I grew up, how I grew up, like I was never a bad boy. I'm not no gangster or nothing, but I, I knew people that was living that lifestyle on the roads, making quick money, money that at my age, 17, that was quick money, easy money. So that was there. But then I thought, no, let me, and then I had my brother, my older brother, he he was work, working full time. He was working full time. So I think for me, seeing him work full time, made me want to work full-time because I saw the money he was getting, like legal money as well. So I was at a crossroads because I could have gone down the college route, try and get into uni. I could have gone down the road of no return, roadman, doing a whole heap of madness for, for a whole heap of mad change and just getting myself in mix-up. Or I can just go straight into work. And to be fair, I tried a lot of things. I tried to, I did try the college thing. I was doing sports, um, like a lot of like sports and stuff. I was into all of my sports things. So I was trying to get into that in college and um, yeah, m- m- fucked up my knee. And then I just, I went into work. I, I went, I changed my whole approach. I went into apprenticeships. I was thinking about becoming an engineer for BT. Um, I was thinking of just becoming an engineer. I wanted something where I had a skill that I could learn a skill, a trade that I could have for life 
without going to uni. Because I think uni would have been wasted on me. I think uni would have been, not to say again, I wasn't, I wasn't disruptive. I wasn't like a bad uh, pupil or school child or nothing like that. But I just think me going to uni, it would have been dangerous. It would have been a madness, actually. When you think about it, like, bearing in mind, we're talking about the BB days, the Blackberry days as well. Like, it would have been an absolute madness. The amount of trouble, the amount of madness I would have got into uni, I wouldn't have finished uni. And this is the thing. A lot of people don't finish uni for that reason. They get into that third year and then they realise that it's not really for them. They've wasted two years. Do you know what I'm saying? And some people who do finish uni, they have this massive debt hanging over their head for the next however many years, sometimes till they're grown adults. And I think for me as well, one of the things I realised working was that sometimes it isn't the, the qualifications you have, it's experience. Like sometimes people, some employers, they don't want someone who they've got to train up you might have the qualifications, you might have the, you know, gone to uni and got these particular qualifications that make sure that you're fit for the job. But in the real world, some organisations and um, companies, they're not, they're not bothered about how long you went to college for. They need someone who can do the job experience. Have you done it before? Yes. Have you done it before? No, but I've got the qualifications. They'll take the person with the experience because they ain't going to train them. They understand what they're doing. Sometimes if it's a, it's a very sort of technical job, i.e. engineering, they don't want to have to train you and hold your hand. They just want someone that's there that can do the job. So sometimes it is good to learn on the job rather than go uni. You know, I see so many sort of um, electrical engineers and gas plumbers. A lot of them people didn't go to uni. They got like their city and guilds, which is a qualification and then they learned a lot of it on the job. So as they were working with someone, they were learning, but they were getting paid to learn. Rather than getting themselves in debt to, and, and learning, <clears throat> they, were, they were doing the two at the same time. They were learning and getting paid. So then when they move on to another job, when they do that when they're 18, by the time they're 21, 22, they've got three, four years of experience under their belt. No uni. And then they can go move to another job. They might become self-employed. All of these things. So the opportunities are, are just as, there's no, there's no right or wrong is what I'm saying. There's no right or wrong. Some people prefer to go uni. Some jobs you have to go to uni for, I think. But I think personally for me, they should probably hire the age that you have to go to uni for. I think, I think some people go to uni too early. And they realise they have like a little meltdown, like some sort of crisis. And they realise that uni potentially isn't for them. And then what happens is they, they, they fall out of love with uni. Or they party for too much and then they got to catch up. Or they might fail. They might, they might do all that learning and fail. So I think for me it's a very difficult one because I think, yes, people want to go and do uni, but... There's no right or wrong, in my opinion. I think it's what suits you, what fits you. And what 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 is the thing? What's the ultimate goal? What's your out goal of, of all of this? So 
I, I think uni, I never looked down on my nose at anyone that goes to uni, but I never looked down on my nose at anyone that doesn't go to uni because I'm one of those people and it didn't affect me. I've got a good job and pays my bills. I can do what I want in, in to an certain extent. So it, it's not like I have to struggle because I didn't go to uni. If anything, I learned more starting work earlier. Just basic things like people skills. You know, how, how to how to deal with different people within an environment that I'm working in. You pick that up a lot quicker. And you notice that people that go uni, they always, not always, but a lot of the time, they struggle to have those interactions with their colleagues in some organisations and companies as well. So, yeah, I don't think I needed to go uni. I think uni was just something I flirted with for a couple of months, but I don't think I was ever going to really go to uni. It was never something, it never really appealed to me. As I said, I saw people getting money in a mad way. And then I saw my brother, other people around me that were working legitimate jobs that didn't go to uni. Um, and they were doing all right. So, you know what I mean? Like, it was never a big thing for me not to go to uni at all. I, I didn't really, yeah, it's not a really big thing for me. But yeah, the next topic's a bit mad still. Anthony Martial caught cheating again. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't really... I, look, I know Anthony Martial, Man United. I think he's at um, Sevilla on loan at the moment. I know about him, of course. But I don't, I'm not one of these that like follow people's personal lives. And let's have it right. He ain't the only one cheating on his missus, but yeah, it's a bit chatty patty this one, but yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how these footballers think they can get away with it, if I'm honest. And she was pregnant as well. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's a bit mad. I swear this isn't the first time he's done this. Maybe that's what they, yeah, they must mean by again, but yeah, a lot of them, a lot of those footballers, the thing is, and I'm not condoning what they're doing before I say that. But a lot of them, they're, they're away from their family a lot when they're, they're playing football. They're away like two, three times a week. There might be might be more, might be more because then you've got to travel to away games and abroad. Um, you know, you're training with the, the team in the day. All of these things, man. So, you know, and, and I know at United as well, they definitely spend a lot of time away because a lot of the time they, they use the Lowry Hotel in Manchester um, to do like just, uh, group sessions or therapy treatments um, night before the game they all stay at the, the Lowry as well so yeah I think look most footballers are going to do these kind of things because they're away from their family they feel like they've got the, the right to do what they want to do they bring in the money or whatever but it's wrong do you know what I mean it's 100% wrong whether you're a footballer or whether you post letters through someone's post box as, as a postman. It's wrong. Morally, it's wrong. Um, the fact that she's pregnant as well, that's mad. That's crazy. But it's a mad one for Martial because he's what? He can't be more than 30, maybe 29, 30, I don't know, 31. Bro, what? He's 26. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, that's crazy, man. Eight months. She was so she was eight months. So Marshall's wife was eight months pregnant. This all took place in 2019. He bedded a French model. Like, why? Why would you do that? I don't get it. Like, so look, even in 2018, this is all happening. And look, the next day, the model started receiving X-rated messages and pictures apparently taken at the Larry Hotel in Manchester. This is what I'm saying. These footballers, they're out and about active, running wild, and they got families at home. And that's why the majority of them, they end up playing. Like, or you might see them doing punditry and all this stuff because they got, they got a hella CSA. Remember I told, I think you go back to episode three, maybe four, I talk about CSA payments on there. I'm telling you, this is why a lot of these men out here are still doing punditry. Paul Merson, you see him, he's still doing punditry. Lee Hendry still doing his commentary and all this stuff. This is why, because they, when they're footballers, they fuck up so much. They don't think about the 10, 20 years ahead of them. They don't think about when they're not playing football and they've got all these kids here, there and everywhere. you got to pay for them. Marshall will be the same. But it's stupid because he's, he's not wanted at United. He's gone to Spain. It's not worked there. Now his wife's dumped him. Look. But she, she's foolish as well though because this isn't, again, Tom said on the Instagram post, again, so he's done this before and she's still with him. So you got to ask yourself why she's still with someone that she knows cheats on her and allows it to happen. The same with Jack Grealish. All of these footballers, are, are the, a lot of these footballers are the same. They're the same. Some of these girls, it goes back to the social media thing that I started this episode seven on. It goes back to that. They all think the same. That girl that he was with, he slept with, She's probably just one of those girls that just think, oh, I might be able to get a quick change out of this. I might get some money out of this. They all think the same. It's a social media element of it. It's all about the social media at the end of the day. And Anthony Martial should just focus on football, in my opinion. Because when you don't focus on your primary source of income and the thing that we know you for, You'll see how quick your, your your salary starts drying up when you're playing back in in, in in for a club that doesn't pay you what United was paying you three or four years ago. And like I just said, a lot of these 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 pundits that you're seeing now, a lot of them, some of them might be on there for the the the, the, the love of football, but a lot of them are on because they they they, they owe CSA payments. They have families, they have their own family that eventually they might settle down with. But all this fuckery that they're doing at 25, 26, 27 for the next 10 years, that's still there in the background. So they have to have the, the financial backing and setup to man, maintain not their own, not just their own family, but the family that they fucked up 10 years prior. Anthony Marshall's one of them. So I don't know. But you got to ask the question, why is she still, or why was she still with him? Why was she still with him? No. And this is how low, like, if anyone's listening, says, I'm reading off an article I found about the whole situation. But it says here that he, it was later claimed that the pair romped in a £70 per night two-star hotel in Paris a week 
after they met in a nightclub. £70 per night, two star. Listen, I know what I just said about the car and women and this and that. I hear what people are going to say. Two star. Anthony Martial, two star. Not even a free, not even a Premier in. Or the equivalent, what they've got in Paris. Not even a, not even a Hilton. A two star. Do you know what a two star is? That's like, that's like, like a travel lodge. Brother, listen. Some of you women need to know your worth, man. Because this is what I'm saying. Like, like the guy's got money in the bank. And he's thinking, I take it to a two star. No one ain't going to see us there. Quick thing. Bam. In and out. Two star. Brother, the room might have had a bump bed. A two star. Nah, Anthony Marshall's messing. Two star with the bump bed in the room. Them ones. That's crazy. But yeah, Anthony Marshall's fucked. Because I think, like I said, I know... United have had their sort of ups and downs with him. It doesn't look like he's working in Spain. And yet here he is still making more drama for himself. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to end this one. There's a couple more topics that people have sent through as I've been recording, but I'm going to end, I'm going to end this one with one good question. And before I answer the question, I'm going to give you a story. About 2000 and something, I can't remember the exact year. I had the opportunity to meet one of my idols. I'm not even going to go into how or why. But I was in the room. Didn't really say much to him. But we had like a, felt like a half an hour conversation, which was probably about two minutes, if that. But I sat in the room with no other than Sean Carter, Jay-Z, and the person who's asked me this knows that, but they're not asking me for that reason. But they've asked me, what is my favorite Jay-Z album? It's tough. It's tough. But there can only be one. And it has to be the blueprint. It has to be the blueprint. It has to be the blueprint for me. The blueprint or the black album. They're the two that I, I, I'd go back to. Yeah, they're the two I'd go back to. What is my favourite Jay-Z album? I would have to say, yeah, The Blueprint. And I think only for the fact that I like all the albums before The Blueprint. I like all the albums after maybe, maybe Blueprint 3 was a little bit Mm, and the Magna Carta was a little bit, mm, but yeah, the blueprint is a blueprint. How about that one? How about that one? The blueprint is the blueprint. That's what I think, but yeah. But with this loads I could choose from. I could have, I could have chose, I could have chose flipping, American Gangster, I like the album, underrated. I think 444 is a very good album. Shows the maturity in Jay-Z. Watch the Throne, as much as it's not just a Jay-Z album, it's heavily influenced by Jay-Z. 
I could have chose that. But for me, The Blueprint is one of the best albums ever. Um, hands down, my generation would probably say that The Blueprint surely. But this has been episode seven. Cold Up North. As always, make sure you follow the social accounts. Click the description and hit the links on Spotify. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get guests on here. I'm going to get some live guests. I'm going to get some of you that listen to the podcast. I'm going to do a live episode where you can call into the podcast. You can give your views on what I'm talking about live. We're going to do that. We're going to set that up. We've got all the stuff here to set it up. Just finding the right time to do it. But of course, again, thank you very much for listening. Until next week, I am out. Stay blessed.